Hey guys, welcome to the Behavior Tech's Anonymous podcast. I am your host, Ms. Ashley, and I'm a behavior tech. Let's reinforce some of my behaviors. Hey guys, this is the fifth episode of Behavior Tech's Anonymous. I am your host, Ms. Ashley. And today we're going to talk about why my face hurts. My face hurts because I was punched in the face during an interaction with a child. Um, This child is technically on my caseload, but at the time he was not escalated at all. We had been sitting next to each other, talking, laughing, having a good time. And then another child approached him and they they started to tussle a little bit. So I got up and I separated them and the one child that had walked up, walked away. He went wherever he went. And then I had the one that I was sitting next to and talking with and who I have a really good relationship with. And he got upset because I was not allowing him to go after and chase after the other kid. And he punched me in the jaw. Now there was like some other things that like happened leading up to that point. But the fact of the matter is, is that I got, I got, got. And my face hurts. It's all swelled up on the right side. And I have like a little baby bruise. Now the bruise does not signify the pain that I felt. And also like the confusion because again, I did not see it coming. This kid has been violent in the past, but not towards me or other adults. It's been mostly towards other peers his age. So I just really did not see it coming at all. And it hurts. It hurt really bad. And it still kind of hurts. So when I told somebody who was, you know, in charge of me, they said, haha, that's crazy. They didn't ask how I was. They didn't ask what happened. They didn't ask if I was okay. They just said, haha, that's crazy. And it, number one, it hurt my feelings, but worse, it put in the beginning stages of burnout And for those of you who don't know what burnout is, it's when you start to get really sick of your job. You get tired of it. You don't want to do it anymore. Makes you feel bad to even like going to work. Like it's just not great. Um, I have felt burnout throughout every job I think I've ever had. I think it's been like the most reason why I've quit places. It's not like I've quit a lot of places, but every time I quit is basically because of burnout. You know, people like to say like, oh, I was offered more somewhere. Like, yeah, I was offered more, but also like I was burnt out and ready to leave this job. It happened when I worked at the, um, where did I work? Oh, at the daycare and at the preschool. It happened when I worked in a clinic. It happened when I worked at home. It happened when I worked at the Dollar General. Um, I just get to a point where I cannot do it anymore. Even if I like like the job and I like what I'm doing and I like the people, eventually it starts to set in that I will not be doing it for the rest of my life. And I don't know if that's like like, going to be like a reoccurring thing, but I know that when I'm done, I'm done. I cannot put forth any more effort than I already have. I've got no will to go on to try to do better. And I've had bosses in the past be like, Ashley, come on, you can do this, please, please, please. And I'm like, okay. And I give it a good shot, but I can feel myself losing patience with myself, with the kids that I'm working with, with my bosses. And I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And other than like 
the work effects that burnout has on me. It also makes me not take care of myself. Um, like, and it's, it's bad. Like I can feel myself like not eating right. I can feel myself being more like fatigued and sluggish and just kind of moping around. Like, you know, you come home from work sometimes and you're just like exhausted. But when I'm burnt out, it's every day I'm exhausted and I can't do anything but sleep, which sucks because I have a million things I have to do all the time. I'm in school. I have like my cats that I have to take care of. You know, like I know you're like, Ashley, like I have kids. I have a family like good for you. I don't. And I feel like when I'm burnt out, the weight of the world is on my shoulders and it sucks. It really, really sucks. So I can't even imagine what it's like for um, the people that do have families and do have kids. They can't just take that time to sit down and breathe. And it's something that I'm actually worried about for like the future. And I'm really hoping that uh, I'm able to find a job someday or have a job someday where the burnout isn't like a huge factor and I'm able to kind of balance it out a little bit better. In the clinic, especially towards the end, I really felt the effects. Uh, it, I just felt like I worked too much and I think I put that on myself a little bit too because I didn't set up appropriate boundaries and I liked to be needed and I liked to be like, you know, the best. So when they were like, Ashley, can you come in early? I'd be like, Ugh, yes. And then I would complain about it. And they'd be like, Ashley, can you stay late? I'd be like, Ugh, yes. And then I would complain about it. So essentially I was allowing myself to work like, what was it like 12 hour days and then complaining about it, that I had to do it, but I didn't have to, I could have said no. But by doing that, I like extra burnt myself out. Uh, another way to burn yourself out in this field is having the same client for a very long time or just a client that you don't really get along with. Uh, having a client for the same, for a long time, it sounds bad when you say it to people. You're like, oh, I've had this kid forever. I'm just, I'm just tired of them. And I think that that's okay that we can be tired of people because we get sick of like our friends if we hang out with them too much. I don't think it's wrong to be like, I'm losing patience for this kid. I don't have the patience. I don't have the stamina. I'm burnt out of them. Like, I, I can't do it anymore. I think that that's absolutely appropriate and should be expressed more. I think that maybe more RBTs would feel a little bit better if they felt comfortable just being like, I can't do it. I cannot work with this child anymore. Please help me. And then, you know, there's not getting along with your client. And there's a difference between struggling to pair and not pairing with your client than there is just like not getting along with them. Personalities will clash. And that can be said for both adults and children. And I've been doing this long enough to figure out when I have to like call it, call it. I have to like, what is this? What do they say? Throw in the towel, throw in the towel with the kid. And I try not to do it too much or at all. You know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to be like, oh, I don't like this kid. I don't like this kid. And a lot of the times for me, specifically. It's not that I don't like them. It's just kind of like our personalities don't mold together very well. And I will work through that, you know, if I need to. In a school setting, it's easier because I'm not one-on-one. -on -one. Like I just see them in passing and I don't, I'm not like tied to them. So one-on-one -on -one, when your personalities don't match up or you just like don't have patience for them, 
is a lot harder to do than in like a big group setting. Um, for me, I'm like more patient with them in a big group setting or even like a small group, but really like one-on-one -on -one is really rough. Um, I've had kids just, they just don't like me and I just don't like them. Um, so what does it look like when I don't like a kid? Um, it doesn't look like anything. I really, you can't tell that I am struggling to find like common ground with them. Um, I treat them the exact same way that I would any other client that I had, whether I, you know, really got along with them and their family really well, or if I didn't, everybody gets the same treatment. It's just how I feel inside that's different. And I can feel myself kind of getting weighed down by the pressure of trying to like this kid and liking them and like loving them and supporting them for me are very different. So if, for example, if I'm working in a school, like the little boy that punched me in the face, if anybody had come up to me and they were like talking bad about this boy, I would be very upset, very, very upset because it's not about making them feel bad for who they are, what they've done. It's about trying to change their behaviors and to have that like not happen again to anybody. I mean, especially me because it hurt really bad. Anyway, I am not out to like hurt the kids. I want the best for them, whether we get along or not. And I've actually had people come up before and, and uh, talk about the kids that I was working with in front of them, especially where I've had to like stop the adults and almost like ruin relationships with the adults that I've had because of how they treat the kids or how they talk about the kids. And again, like whether I like the kid or not, I say like, but like, you know, whether I like get along with them or not, it doesn't change it for me. This is my, this is my baby, I guess, essentially. Like you're not about to talk badly about them, especially in front of them, around me, to me, through me like it's not happening and sometimes I just feel like I get really burnt out over a kid because our personalities clash and the very first clinic I worked at they made sure that you know you you, you were honest about that um, and that's when it kind of like clicked for me like hey it's okay to not get along with everybody even if they are a child it's also important to make sure you know you treat them like human beings because that's exactly what they are, no matter your personal feelings towards them. And those feelings for me haven't happened often. I want to say it's happened two times in my entire adult life of working with a kid where our personalities just clashed and they just didn't like me. And I had to like power through and talk to my boss and be like, I just don't know what to do. And then we like figured it out from there. But since accepting that part of myself where, you know, it's okay to like not get along with everybody, I can kind of look at people and I can kind of notice little things when they're working with the kids and seeing like, okay, like you really just don't like this kid and you're also treating them poorly and that's just not okay. That's not going to fly because whether you like them or not, whether they're burning you out or not, you can't treat them like that because again, they're kids and you're the adult. So grow up figure out your stuff because that's ridiculous. Okay. So how else do I feel when I feel burnt out? You know, I think we covered like feeling, um, sleepy. I feel really sleepy when I get burnt out. Like I do, I really do. I'll just fall asleep on the couch. I already have this like little superpower where 
if I decide I want to go to sleep, I could literally just like sit somewhere, close my eyes and I'll be asleep within like five minutes. It's crazy. It's probably some kind of like illness, but I'm really good at falling asleep. So I feel really fatigued when I get burnt out. But then I also have like this um, self-sabotaging thing that I like to do where even though I'm fatigued and exhausted, I won't let myself go to sleep. And I like give myself like insomnia. It's not insomnia because I really could just go to sleep whenever I wanted to. But I just like don't want myself to because I want to stay awake. I want to enjoy being at home, even though I'm not having a good time because I'm exhausted and miserable from being at work still. And I will just I'll, I like punish myself by forcing myself to stay awake. And then, you know, like that leads me to being like super forgetful and I would forget to like pack a lunch or forget to, I don't know, like maybe like brush my teeth in the morning or just like something like I would throw myself out of a routine. I would basically like put myself into like a depression whenever I'm burnt out and I never meant to. It wasn't like a conscious thing where I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is good. It just all my energy was spent in trying to convince myself to go to work and be at work. And just be the best little worker bee that I could be. Um, And I just, I really wasn't taking care of myself. And I also engage with an increased uh, appetite. I know that some people have like a loss of appetite, but I feel like I could just eat and eat meat after work. At work, I feel like I just could not eat. That all of, all of me was just spent in trying to survive. And I don't know if you've ever worked a 12 hour shift before. But they say in Ohio anyway that you're supposed to get like an hour long break, maybe an hour and a half. Not too sure on the break laws anymore. But I got like 30 minutes at most because then people would be asking me for like help or they'd be like, Ashley, can you come do this? Ashley, can you come here for a second? Ashley, can I talk to you? I'd be like, sure, because again, no boundaries, just want to be the best. And I would just, I was so burnt out. I'm getting burnt out again, thinking about all of it, just being completely exhausted. And I'm sure I smelled at that point too, because I was, you know, working all day. I was sweaty, running around, trying to be super energetic for the kids, trying to be everything that I wasn't. It was so hard. It was so horrible there for a minute at the clinic. And it wasn't even like the clinic's fault. It was my fault. Again, no boundaries. Um, but I also mentioned feeling like that at my current job, I believe at the beginning of this podcast, but even at the school, I felt burnt out and I can feel burnt out at any moments of the day. Um, like getting punched in the face this morning, that made me feel really burnt out and I will not be going into work tomorrow because of it. Because if I cannot be the best me that I can be, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go in. Um, Plus my face hurts and I don't think that I will be able to have the patience that I need for the child and he doesn't deserve me being aggravated and maybe like short with him just because we had a little scuffle. And I think that some of you are listening and you're thinking like, okay, well, yeah, you got punched in the face. Of course, you're going to feel a certain type of way, Um, but that's not how I like to do it. That's not how uh, Miss Ashley rolls. And the next time I see him, I want to sit down and talk to him about it and just kind of go through it. Uh, If I had had the option today, I would have gone it, gone it. I would have gone and done it. However, they like sent him home after that and he got suspended for tomorrow. Um, So 
I was feeling like really burnt out like a whole day after that happened, just like the whole day today after it happened. And I will not be going into work tomorrow because my face hurts and I deserve to rest up. I deserve to not have to go into work and deal with all that. And I'm not going to. I'm going to stay home and rest my face and have a good time. Maybe I'll have a cup of tea. Maybe I'll see if my best bud is working. I think she is, though, because she's lame and she won't call off just because I'm off. It's annoying. That makes me feel burnt out, too. But speaking of my best bud, she was actually my manager when I worked at the Dollar General. And I got even, like, burnt out there, like, working with my best bud. I was just, I just couldn't do it. Number one, I can't do retail anyway. I can't. Adults are the worst. The public, the general public, I cannot do it. I don't have the patience for it. Um, I've been accused of having an RBF with the customers. And I tried so hard to be such a good worker. You know, like the district manager really liked me too. Um, and I just, I just couldn't. She had to write me up. My best friend had to write me up three times while I worked at Dollar General because I was just of struggle. And I kept apologizing. A couple times I had to call her and be like, hey, I think you need to write me up. I just really messed up. And I felt so bad. And I think like one more write up and she would have had to fire me. But that's on me. That's on me. And the district manager like knew it, that it was going to be on me. Now, I don't know. I think that man might have picked up that we were best friends, but I'm not 100% sure that he did. I know that he watched us dance on the cameras, but I don't think he uh, picked up that we were best friends. But even there, I got burnt out. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, love you, bud. I can't. I got to go. I would feel sick having to come into work. And this is like all, all the places, not just Dollar General, but the daycare, the preschool, um, the school school. I just, once I get to that point, I just feel really sick about coming into work. And it like it affects my home life too. I'm cranky. My boyfriend has to suffer. My family has to suffer. And I don't want to be that person that makes everybody feel upset when they see me like come into a room or the person they don't invite anywhere anymore because they're just miserable and like a Debbie Downer. I don't want to do that. So I am just like taking care of myself. I'm putting myself first. And you guys should too if you're feeling burnt out because being burnt out really sucks. Like dreading going into work is the worst thing ever because you have to go into work to pay your bills. And I have friends who job hop a lot. Like my one friend has had four jobs this year. Four. That's a lot of jobs. I, that's crazy to me to have four jobs in one year. And the one, a different friend that I had, actually, I used to work with her. She has like a bunch of different jobs. And I guess now she's like in Virginia. She went from Ohio to Virginia somehow and got another job there. And I don't know, like, that's crazy. It's like job hopping like that is wild to me. But I guess if you're like feeling burnt out and people are just going to keep hiring you, more power to you. Couldn't be me because I like stability. And I think that's what was worse for me is like, I wanted the stability and I wanted the job to work out. I just was so tired. <laughs> And when sometimes when you even like talk to like upper management or just supervisors or whoever the heck is in charge of you and you're like, hey, I'm feeling burnt out. I hate I cannot stand when they're like, go 
go have like a healthy meal, go exercise, you know, get a hobby after work. All those things are good things to do for yourself just in general. But that doesn't fix the burnout at work. It just it just doesn't. What can fix the burnout at work is maybe getting a salary increase or having some uh, policies change or, I don't know, just like a little bit of recognition, like a job well done. And not a pizza party, though I do like a good pizza party, but don't sit there and tell me that I'm doing all these amazing things and you're just going to reward me with one little thin slice of greasy pizza that has like two halves of a pepperoni on it. I can't. I can't with the pizza parties. Um, one job did get a did get a food truck that came in, and that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool, but it was just a pizza party on wheels. Um, and then, oh, I expressed burnout to uh, one of my clinical directors, and they decided to give me a raise. So that was really cool. A whole a whole fifty cents, a fifty cent raise. So which is almost insulting, you know, when they give you like a 50 cent raise because it's like, like, thank you so much. Um, this does not make any impact on my paycheck whatsoever. And I'm allowed to be greedy about my paycheck because it's my livelihood. So if you're going to give me a raise, um, at least, at least a $5 an hour raise, right? Right. $3 an hour. That's, I would be like, all right, whatever. At least it'll be a little bit more after, you know, I take home some tax stuff. But 50 cents, that's not changing my life at all. That's not making my life any better. And I really am insulted by it whenever that happens. Because it's like, okay, I'm only worth an extra 50 cents a year. I put myself in a position where I'm working 12-hour shifts and taking 30-minute breaks. And I'm getting, I'm worth 50 more cents. It's really great. It's really great. And then, you know, the new hires come in and they're making the same amount of money as you and your extra 50 cents are now. And you're like, oh, good. That's good. That's really great. Really like that. I get really angry too when I'm burnt out. Like I, I rage a little bit, but again, like towards the adults, not the kids, even if I'm not getting along with them. I just can't stand it. Grown-ups really just get under my skin. <laughs> and then when I'm burnt out, like, it's everybody else's fault but my fault. I do tend to blame just everybody. Everyone. Like, when I agreed to work the 12-hour shifts at the clinic, um, it just, it was bad. I did not have a good time. <laughs> Straight up not having a good time. And nobody else was having a good time either. I was snappy. I was mean. I was grumpy towards, like, people I even, like, liked. But because I was just so into myself and how bad I was feeling, it was everybody else's problem. It wasn't just Ash's problem. And you know what? Like, I also feel like I felt more sick when I'm burnt out. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, almost, like, manifesting illnesses, but I definitely feel more sick when I'm feeling burnt out. And I don't know if that's just me being like, oh, my tummy hurts. I cannot go in. Just, like, the anxiety of maybe going in is making me sick, but I just, I swear to God, I feel like I get the flu. Like my body just makes itself just expel the burnout. Actually, um, I know that some people get like heart palpitations and stuff when they're feeling burnt out. And, you know, if that happens, maybe like go to the doctor. Um, 
I've had I've had um, like friends and coworkers have panic attacks because they've been so burnt out, like they couldn't get out of their car, and it wasn't like the job was like that horrible or that bad, but they just like couldn't do it. Actually, you know what? No, sometimes the job really is that horrible and that bad, which you know doesn't help with the burnout, but it's not making it better. <laughs> you know, and I hate it. I hate feelings like super overwhelmed. I hate that I have to like force myself to like take care of myself whenever I'm feeling burnt out. And I also know that a lot of people, that's when they're like, oh, we got to go get a drink after work. Got to go take a load off. Got to go stress, be not stressed out. But you're taking a drink. Let's go get a drink. I don't like that. My family has a history of, um, uh, what is it called? What is it called? Uh, alcoholism. <laughs> My family has very addictive personalities. And whenever I'm feeling down like that, like I don't want to drink. I'm very much like a social drinker anyway, but but I am worried for like myself. Then what if I start doing that, then I'm just going to be forming bad habits that I'm going to be really struggling to break anyway. So I just, I don't recommend it. I know that a lot of people do. They're like, oh, you know, just get, take a drink, go drink some wine, go chill out like that. And I just, I'm not a big fan of that. If it works for you, then I guess it works for you, but I just don't recommend it. Um, what I do though at home to combat burnout is um, try to sleep. I also play video games. Um, that kind of helps me to like shut off my brain so I'm not like forced to think about work or what I need to do at work. You know, I play The Sims a lot for that. Um, I build like a lot of houses on there. And I really like The Sims because you're able to really control everything. You know, like no matter what happens, like you're in control. And I think it's a way for me to cope when I'm like at work and I can't control anything. So I come home and then I can like control control the little people on there, control building the houses and stuff. And I do feel like a lot better after I do that. Um, I know that people also feel like that when they read books. I also like to read. I have not found a book in a long time that I enjoy reading to the point where my mind doesn't wander. And I start thinking about other things, which happens to me often. I don't know if that's like a mental illness type of thing, but I'll be reading and then my mind will just wander onto something else. And then I'll be like, oh, shoot, I got to go back to this book. And um, what else do people do to combat burnout? Let's think for a second. Oh, they hang out with their friends, which is cool. You know, I like hanging out with my friends. Not when I'm really burnt out, though, because I just don't have the energy for them. Um, I don't want to have to, like, entertain or, you know, like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I know I've said that a couple times, I think, but I just don't want to do that to people. And I do feel better after I hang out with them. I just... Don't know if they feel better after hanging out with me when I'm like that. And that sucks for them. Um, I get really uh, I get really negative when I'm burnt out. And I think that I try to like bring people down with me so that I don't feel bad about being negative and feeling burnt out. So feeling this way, I did a little bit of um, research. And which also kind of like, I kind of double dipped it a little bit because I am in school and I'm going for psychology. So I was just like looking up like psychology articles that I have to like write papers on. And I found one that was talking about burnout in ABA in general. They had like a sample size of like 700 or maybe it was, I think it was 800 people who like worked in ABA. And um, I guess that included like behavior techs too, along with um, behavior analysts, which is nice because often, you know, we're just not included at all. But in that 800 sample size, it was like 72% of us reported having medium to high levels of burnout. Isn't that crazy? 
That's nuts. It's crazy that I'm part of that statistic because sometimes it just becomes too much. Like no matter where you are, like in the clinic and home, the community, like it's just like too much. And maybe it's like the weight of the world being on our shoulders where we're expected to be perfect and wonderful all the time, 24-7. But it's rough. It's like right now I'm even like more tired. You know, my face hurts a lot right now because I won't stop talking. But I'm serious. Like so many of us are just feeling like negative and exhausted. And the turnover rate is so, so high for us because of the burnout. And sometimes, you know, like lack of support from like management and stuff. But um, let's just focus on like really what we can do, you know, or just like little tips, maybe, you know, I'm not an expert. Every day is a struggle for me. So, um, but some things that I found helped because I, you know, I'm in the school setting now, which is nice because I have the school hours. I'm off at 2.30 every day. I get like an hour long lunch in the middle of the day. Um, I get, you know, always the weekends, school holidays, all that stuff. I have it off. And it's paid and off, which is really, really nice. And that has really helped my burnout a lot, especially having like the summers off. Um, you know, not to not to brag or anything, but I would I always try to suggest like if you're feeling burnt out in any kind of setting for ABA and you've not tried the other ones, to really try the other settings or maybe like different places in those settings. So if you're at one clinic and you don't like it and you're feeling really burnt out over whatever is going on there, try a different clinic, do like a lot of research. I know in my previous podcasts, I've talked about um, kind of like questions to ask during your interviews, go listen to that podcast and write down those questions and really ask them and try to find like a really quality place to work. Um, If you're in a school setting, now I know that there's like different ways to be in a school setting. I'm hired in through the district. Some places um, have the RBTs in there from, oh gosh, what is it called? Oh, outsource. So they're outsourcing their RBTs from other companies. Um, Maybe try switching it up. So if you're in district, try to be outsourced. Or if you're outsourced, try to get a job in the district. Every place is different. So as I said in the past, like really just do your research on it and do the best that you can for yourself. Um. Having like a work-life balance has also really helped. And I am really guilty of this as uh, taking like work home with me. And that doesn't always mean like I'm doing work at home. That means that I am just like stewing over whatever happened today. Like I would not be doing this podcast right now if I had been like just so upset over getting punched in the face. You know what I mean? Um, I know you're like, Ashley, but you're talking about it. It's for podcast purposes. Relax. But it's not affecting me negatively. I'm able to do this. I'm able to talk to my boyfriend fine. My cats are happy. I went around and I was able to like do dishes. I didn't just go home and I just didn't like sit on the couch and like vegetate. I called my mom. I called um, one of my friends. And it just, it's, it just helps. Okay. Like you don't have to go hang out with people, but That kind of stuff really does help. And it's just like the small things. Um, Also, just kind of like being aware of yourself and the stuff that really stresses you out can help you too. And it can help you like set up those boundaries. 
And if you guys want, I can do a different podcast about setting boundaries, but it's just like such a major thing that I feel like I'm going to be talking about it in almost every single episode. Just set them boundaries and stick to them because at the end of the day, you are the most important person in your life. So you just got to make sure you're taking care of you. And for the people who are listening and you do have children, I am so sorry. I do not even know what to tell you. Maybe hug your kids. I feel like, okay, so if I was a kid, right, and my mom or dad came home really stressed out, my grown-up came home really stressed out from their work day, and, you know, I wanted them, and I wanted to talk to them and show them everything that I did, love on them, um, what I would like my parents to do, how I would like my parents to react would be for them to just hug me. <laughs> just hug, me, hug your kids and say, like, I love you. I'm tired. I need to sit down. And hopefully, you know, your kids respect that. And if they don't, because they're just like little Miss Ashley, I hope that you are able to find peace and knowing that your kids love you so much that they wait all day to be able to talk to you and share those kinds of things with you. And also that it's okay if you tell them that they need to go play so that you can take a breather. Easier said than done. I know, because again, I'm not a mom, but I used to be a kid, so... <sighs> All right. I'm kind of getting burned out of this podcast now. Not the whole podcast in general, but this podcast episode. Uh, but I did want to start doing something that I don't know if you guys even care about. So if you don't, just go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe, you know. But I'm going to be reading off of the ethics standards, just not all of them, God, no. But each time I'm closing, I think I'm just going to, like, read one off just so people read them. And I'm not sure if anybody's ever read them other than me. I read a lot of it before I started this podcast because I was like, I'm not breaking any ethics. I'm sticking to the book. So, RBT Ethics Standards on the BACB.com website thing um, is where you can find all of these. But uh, RBT Ethics 1.01. RBTs are honest and work to support an environment that promotes truthful behavior in others. They do not lead others to engage in fraudulent, illegal, or unethical behavior. They follow the law and the requirements of their professional community. Example, BACB, employer, supervisor. So that's nice, right? So we're honest and we work to support an environment that promotes truthful behavior. Um, don't lead others astray is basically what that's saying. And make sure you follow the law. So don't be breaking, don't be breaking no laws now. And um, do what's expected of you from everybody. So the basics of just working at a job with children is, is what RBT Ethics 1.01 stands for. Uh, I do plan to read the whole thing. So there's going to be a lot of episodes of Behavior Text Anonymous that you guys get to listen to. Uh, until then, you guys can check out my Instagram, the Behavior Text Anonymous. That's what it's called. You can check that out. Uh, you can email me at hello at behaviortextanonymous.com if there's anything that you guys would like to listen to next time or put on the agenda or ask me any questions or just tell me how much you love me. That would be cool, too. And then you like, subscribe if you haven't, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, you can listen to it anywhere else that podcasts are listened to. 
Um, usually my closings are a lot better than this, but again, I'm, I just cannot. I'm just so tired. So I look forward to seeing you guys at the next meeting of Behavior Text Anonymous in two Tuesdays. Try not to be burnt out by then, and I will see you next time.